0: fruit of our hard work, the belief in the entrepreneurial spirit, you know it. the new American dream, a toast. A toast to my family and life until death. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Oh. To CMB, on and on. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, yes I am. I am. I am. I am. The uh, uh, in the club, got them bottles on replay. Try to break a record like a DJ. That's 150 bottles in one night. I get it, bitch and act right. Act right, act right. When it don't fold, this it ain't right. Ain't right. right, act right. Nigga playing games, get it act right. I'm going, going, back, back to the bank. Rest in peace, man, right. On screen, nigga, all I do is talk, yeah. Want me in this city, nigga, know they gon' pick I ain't lookin' for a veto, looking for a preto Keep a preto. really chain on my nigga Where don't nigga, just five, baby Fizz dirty to his deal On a real nigga scale, one to ten, you a zero Damn, That little bad bitch, you a creeper On the West Coast, but she said she from the ghetto Act right, get your life change Fuck a purse, you can get the land night Real nigga shit, boy, I hate lame. All my niggas say I don't forget right? Me and Cash get the act right right in the club, on replay. Try to break a record like a DJ. That's in one night. I get it, bitch. right, right, right. When it don't fall, egg right, right, right. We can play Yeah, let's go, man. This is King Known Uncensored. Back at you, one more again with the bullshit. This is Kyrie. Am I my brother's keeper? And in this case, no, he's not. <laughs> oh boy, here we go again. I don't know. I don't know how Kyrie constantly finds himself in situations where. A team has expressed time and time again that they don't want him there. So the Brooklyn Nets all-star Kyrie Irving has requested a trade. League sources tell The Athletic. The franchise has been informed by Kyrie that he prefers to move on ahead of the February 9th trade deadline, which is five days away. My God or he will leave in free agency in July. Even if he is not traded, Kyrie Irving is not expected to play another game for the Brooklyn Nets. Jesus. And he is out tonight against the Washington Wizards. Here are my thoughts on this. I see both perspectives. Now, this is what I heard. So basically what had happened was Kyrie sent his representatives in to negotiate a contract extension. The Nets had put a clause in his contract that they would pay Kyrie anything that he wanted, but he had to win a title. And as you can see, The Nets are not in a great position to win a title. However, earlier in the season they were, but Kyrie has not fulfilled that portion of that contract or whatever clause that Sean Marks snuck into that contract. And so Kyrie's representatives went back to Kyrie and told him about this, and Kyrie was just like, fuck it, I'm done. Because the Brooklyn Nets have shown him time and time again that they don't want him. They feel like he's a distraction. He was a distraction with the vaccine situation. They felt like he was a distraction when he missed a game to attend his sister's birthday party. They feel like he was a distraction when he spoke out about various beliefs and religions and the movies and stuff like that they feel like as a business that he was just it's too much of a distraction to give a contract extension to and this is from their perspective Kyrie's perspective is how come they don't want me man <laughs> you know there this is the third team that has wanted Kyrie the fuck up out of here. And we're going to have to take it back for this one to get some perspective here. Okay, we can take it back to 2017, right? 2017, 2018 season. There were, there is a reason why if you do this to me, you will- Kyrie wanted out of Cleveland. And it had nothing to do with LeBron James. LeBron James wanted Kyrie to stay in Cleveland, but it was the management there. David Griffin, I believe, the GM back then, he was trying to help LeBron get Chris Paul and Carmelo Anthony and all those guys on that team. So, you know, there had been a lot of Kyrie trade rumors. And one of the trade rumors leaked that, you know, it was Kyrie Irving for Chris Paul. Then it was Kyrie Irving for Eric Bledsoe, Tyson Chandler, and the number five overall pick. Once Kyrie heard those details, Kyrie went up to management and was just like, if y'all want me going this bad, then trade me now. And they ended up finding... A place for Kyrie, which was Boston, right? But with Kyrie, right? In 2017, they were 50 and 22 with Kyrie Irving in the regular season, they were 13 and 5 in the playoffs. With Kyrie, which is a total of 63 and and 27 with the uh, 2017 Cavs, right? Then the next season, the Cavaliers without Kyrie Irving go 50 and 32 without him, 12 and 10 in the playoffs without Kyrie Irving, and 62 and 42 overall without Irving. Now, putting it into proper context, right? Context is everything when you're breaking down a situation. You can't just make a statement and not thoroughly analyze and back it up. So, Cleveland was 15, lost, had 15 more losses without Kyrie Irving and one less win. Shows the impact that Irving really had alongside LeBron James. Then the next season, he moves on to Boston. His first season there, right? With the young boys, Tatum, Rosier, Hayward got injured the first game of the regular season. Y'all forget about that. Hayward can play, but health has been a major concern ever since Hayward broke his leg. So in Boston, they get off to a 30-4 and start. And then all of a sudden, Kyrie Irving gets injured. Very unfortunate situation. Then Boston goes all the way to the conference finals without Kyrie. Then the next season, Kyrie Irving is healthy. He comes back, they win a playoff series, and then they uh, end up losing to the Milwaukee Bucks, which are, you know, that was a solid team. Even though Boston should have won that series, I think that Milwaukee was ready. Then all of a sudden, Kyrie in the management have a falling out of sorts. And then some of the younger players were being rebellious versus the older players in Kyrie and Hayward, and there was a split there. So then Kyrie leaves Boston, right? Boston with Kyrie Irving had an 83-53 and record. that's including the playoffs. And then they were 37 and 19 without Kyrie Irving. That's a major difference between 64% of the games and 51%. So the Celtics were really good with him. They just needed that next step and that chemistry together To get to the next level. They were eventually all going to get there. So then he goes to Brooklyn. The first season he's in Brooklyn, he gets hurt. All right, he gets hurt in Brooklyn. I know y'all tired of hearing this story, but fuck y'all. But he um, goes to Brooklyn, gets hurt the first season. Then the next season they bring in Kevin Durant, who is also injured. But the Nets walk their way into the playoffs without Irving and Durant. Then, they put a team around Durant. They build a team around Durant and Kyrie Irving that complements them well in Karis LaVert, Spencer Dinwiddie, Jerry Allen. That next season, they get off to a great start. And then they go... At the trade deadline, they go and get, they trade Jared Allen, Karis LeVert, Torian Prince, Jerry Allen for James Harden and mortgage a little bit of their future to get James Harden. Then it was a lot of conflicts, weight gain. <laughs> Then all of a sudden, the playoffs begins. Kyrie Irving is injured in the Milwaukee Bucks series. So they beat Boston, right? They beat Boston. Then they end up losing in the second round to the Milwaukee Bucks after Kyrie Irving gets injured. James Harden got hurt, but he played hurt in that series. So the next season, James Harden. I mean, the, during the next season, there was a lot of conflict and issues that led Harden to being traded to Philly for Ben Simmons and Seth Curry and Andre Drummond. The next season, they go to the playoffs and play against the same Boston team they eliminated the year before, but a much better defensively Boston team and well coached Boston team. Then they end up getting swept and embarrassed. The two, one of the two more skilled players in the league and Kyrie and Kevin Durant could not muster one victory against the Boston Celtics. And you would have thought the next season they would come back with a vengeance and they did. They had a great start until Kevin Durant got hurt. Then Kyrie started turning up and playing a whole lot better. And now we're here. So, my thoughts, of course. The Brooklyn Nets experience was a failure. It wasn't just a failure for Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. These are two guys that left situations to build and do their own thing together, but were unable to enjoy the same success as Stephen Curry and LeBron James. That has to be duly noted. And I think that is the difference as to why Curry and LeBron are better than Irving and Durant. In my opinion. If we're speaking from, all, from an all time perspective, and it's it has been a disappointment especially the year they had Harden Irving and Durant I felt like they should have won a championship I felt like James Harden should have stuck it out in Brooklyn and tried to you know win a title but they didn't do that And this whole Brooklyn experiment, then the Ben Simmons experiment, has been a failure. I mean, Sean Marks has tried to build the perfect team, but was just unsuccessful and unable to manage the egos of Irving and Durant and just the pure, awful, offensive output of Ben Simmons. Because, I mean, it's not that Marks didn't try. It's just the fact that he failed. And in my opinion, once Kyrie Irving is traded, I honestly think that the Nets need to fire Sean Marks as a GM. Because, you know, his time is up. He tried. There's nothing more that the Nets need to do to keep this guy. You know, conflict seems to follow this man everywhere he goes. Unless... He's able to get a sizable return for Irving. And then maybe and then now they have to question what is Kevin Durant's future. I mean, Durant is under contract for at least another two years. So if Irving is traded, I'm gonna assume that Kevin Durant is next up. Unless they can find another player, another star player to trade. Uh Irving for. All in all, I'm really disappointed in in the Brooklyn Nets as a staff, record label, and as a motherfucking crew. I am disappointed. Because there's no way that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving should not have a title right now. I know I understand injuries and turmoil play its role, but based off the talent alone, and the talent that was put together around this team. This team should have a title. And they were one of my favorites to go out there and compete for a title. But let's tell the truth about the Brooklyn Nets. They are a failure. All of them, everyone that has played for that team has failed and come up short. And this should be a knock on Durant and Irving's legacies. Especially the way they got swept last year. I couldn't believe it. I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin Durant is put on the trading block. But let's just focus on where Kyrie Irving should go. I mean, me personally, I think him and Luka would be a great... A lot of ISO, I do understand that. But Irving would take the pressure off of Luka. And I think they could play well off of each other. I like that combo in Dallas. I would love for that to happen. Phoenix, too. I mean, can you imagine Kyrie Irving and Devin Booker? Alongside Bridges and Aiden, that would be a nice little core, long as Kyrie doesn't, you know, be extra. But yeah, man, I am that I am really disappointed in the Nets. Oh boy, perk on perkies yet again. This nigga Kendrick Perkins never ceases to amaze me. Um, there was a fight last night. Yet another scrap out last night. As Mo Bamba and Austin Rivers got into it. Because when Austin Rivers put up a jump shot, it seems like Mo Bamba said something to Austin Rivers that he did not like. And Austin Rivers promptly went over there and started a fight. And it looked like Mo Bamba got the best of him. Until they were separated. Then everyone jumped in. And you couldn't tell who was beating up on who. But from my angle, I think Mo Bamba got the best of Austin Rivers. Despite Rivers fighting back. Kendrick Perkins is going to say, you know, Austin Rivers was a coach's son. He had to fight for everything and yada, yada, yada. And he was basically saying that Austin Rivers beat up Mo Bamba, which is 100% wrong. It looked like Bamba got the best of him in that fight to me. But... My thoughts on that fight, it's good to see players finally scrap again. The NBA has been soft the last four or five years. Well, with the exception of, of course, the Chris Paul Rondo fight. They're from that era of basketball, though. This is the first time. I mean, Austin Rivers is technically, yeah, he he a new age uh, young nigga, even though he's played a long time in this NBA. And Mo Bamba's a young cat. I definitely enjoyed that. I definitely enjoyed the uh, confrontations. The NBA needs to get back to that. But Park is definitely tripping. There has been a trade discussion. Um, The Knicks have interest in Malik Beasley. So New York and Utah was discussing a trade. There's no word as to when this trade will be completed or is it completed but what's being discussed is the knicks would receive malik beasley and jared vanderbilt while the utah jazz would receive Obi Toppin, evan Fournier, and m- m- multiple second round picks now my thoughts on that deal is who would win uh, obviously utah would win because they would get a young player and Obi Toppin and Evan Fournier who's been buried on the Knicks bench that's waiting to be unleashed in Utah. I mean, Toppin would be perfect alongside marketing. I mean, he wouldn't start, but I would think that the Utah Jazz would give him more opportunities and he would be a hell of a player on the Utah rotation and could be that piece to elevate the Jazz back to the – top of the West conversation because originally, you know, the Jazz had a great start and they had slowed down as of recently, but I think this deal could help. Um, this does doesn't necessarily benefit the Knicks though, that much. I mean, Malik Beasley's a good player and Gerard Vanderbilt is good on the rebounds, but that's about it though. I mean, Fournier and Toppin could give more to the Utah Jazz. Did LeBron James tamper when he reacted to uh, Kyrie Irving's uh, trade request? Because we all know the groupy ass Lakers are always on the watch for disgruntled superstars. They're always watching disgruntled superstars like a hawk. And Lakers fans. Look desperate out here. Y'all looking sad. Y'all really think that y'all have the draft of uh, the draft capital and the assets to grab a Kyrie Irving. The only way that this gets done is if Sean Marks is desperate and stupid. There is no way that Russell Westbrook, Lonnie Walker the Fourth, and 2027 and 2029 draft picks are going. It's going to be a good deal for the Lakers. But Kyle Kuzma said that, you know, LeBron was tampering as a joke. That was kind of funny to me. But back to this bullshit. I've been politicking with multiple people about this Kyrie trade thing to L.A. I don't think the Lakers have the assets unless there's one way they can get Kyrie is if they trade Anthony Davis. That's the only way that I feel like the Lakers have a legitimate chance to get Kyrie. If they're trying to keep Anthony Davis and trying to trade for Kyrie, no. Like, the Lakers would possibly would have to mortgage way more, and they would have to give too much up. The Lakers have already stunted the growth of their future. And you're going to give up your 2027, 2029. First round picks. You won't have a first. You won't have a first round pick till 2028. You want to throw away your future to get LeBron a fifth ring? Y'all want a ring that bad? This is a very stupid ass decision if they decide to give up their future for a Kyrie Irving that is injury prone and unpredictable. You want to mortgage your future on that and put yourself in in, in an even deeper hole so that New Orleans and Brooklyn would enjoy your future. That would be very fucking stupid in my eyes. Motherfuckers are so desperate to have Kyrie Irving. Like, the Lakers fans, they will, you know, Lakers fans and LeBron fans would suck a dick to get Kyrie Irving on that team. They would literally give up the sloppy toppy. They would literally shove a glizzy in their throat. So they would sell their soul to get Kyrie Irving. Sticking to the subject of the Lakers, I am so fucking tired of the LeBron needs help narrative every year, every year since 2007. It's been LeBron needs help, LeBron needs help, LeBron needs help. That narrative is getting so fucking tired. LeBron is currently on a team that has two Hall of Famers that can still play ball. LeBron has never needed help. The Lakers issue is playing from behind in games to try to get back into the game to win a game. Injuries and staying healthy has also been an issue. I feel like a full season of a healthy LeBron and Anthony Davis is a top six seed in the league fully healthy season with those two guys and Russell Westbrook. But LeBron does not need help. Why must you help a 75-year-old LeBron James? Why? That's the question. Isn't the league supposed to get younger and, and send off their old players in style? Where is the Help Ja? Why don't we help Ja? Ja moran Why won't we help Giannis Antetokounmpo? Why won't we help Luka Doncic? I don't think Jokic needs help or the Golden State Warriors. Why won't we help Devin Booker and Chris Paul? Why won't we help? Trey Young and Dejounte Murray. Why won't we help Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell? Why isn't there he needs help narratives uh, put on them, huh? Why won't we help Pascal Siakam and Scotty Barnes in Toronto? They definitely need some help. Why won't we help Lori Marketing in Utah? Why can't we help De'Aaron Fox and, and and DeMontis Sabonis? I just never understood that narrative when LeBron has more than enough help to contend for the playoffs. It's just the concern of health, defense. I forgot about defense being an issue. But I'm sick of that shit. Now let's move on. The Lakers and the Jazz are discussing a deal that could send Russell Westbrook to the Utah Jazz, possibly. Ooh. Now, I like that, but what are you you trying to get in return? Are you trying to get Jordan Clarkson back? Now that you see Jordan Clarkson out here winning six mans of the years and prospering, now you want him back back then they didn't want me now i'm hot they all on me head ass niggas see what i mean the lakers organization is a poor organization it's not lebron that's the issue with the lakers it's the lakers as an organization they didn't do right by getting kobe the free agents that he deserved after That super team situation didn't work with Nash and Howard and Gasol with Mike D'Antoni as the coach. They were supposed to put another star alongside Kobe and build parts that made the team benefit from each one of their games. Now, however, Kobe did get hurt throughout the years of 2013 to 2015 that def- that definitely slowed down the process but still the lakers were in a, uh, were unable to build a team around kobe to close his career out the right way and they continued by mortgaging by drafting quality players Drafting quality players for their future. You know, the likes of Lonzo, Jordan Clarkson, Kyle Kuzma, et cetera, et cetera. Then LeBron, they signed LeBron James, which was the right thing to do. You got a hot free agent. They let Randall walk in free agency for LeBron. That's a come up. You bought the the face of the league to the Lakers. But here's where they fucked up. They were supposed to keep Ingram, Kuzma, and all those other boys. But they ended up trading them for Anthony Davis. But they, I believe they traded way too much draft capital for Anthony Davis when they could have just signed him in the offseason for free. They could have got Anthony Davis the next season for free and wouldn't have to mortgage their future. Now, is that... The traits of a team that's trying to build a championship team. No. Then, after that you gutted your franchise for AD, now you want to trade. Okay, so you traded more picks to the Washington Wizards. I forgot the Washington Wizards got some of the Lakers picks too. And then, they, then this is the year after you win the title. You uh, you won the title in 2020. You lost in the first round. Well, actually, you won the title in 2020, and then you shook the roster up because you got greedy and wanted Russell Westbrook when you could have kept that same championship team into that next year and repeated possibly. But you had to shake up the roster and trade your core. Then you picked up Russ. You got Trez over there. You got, I mean, not not got Trez, but you bought Russ over there. You traded Trez. You traded Kuzma. You traded KCP. Now KCP is over there prospering in Denver now. Kuzma is looking like a borderline all-star this year. Trez is not doing too well in Philly, but whatever. And now you're looking to trade Russell Westbrook to Utah. A person who sacrificed themselves, who took themselves out of the starting lineup, And is coming off the bench and is a six-man-of-the-year candidate. And that's not good enough for y'all. The Lakers are a destitute, impoverished franchise. That's what they are. You want to gut your team for an unpredictable, injury-prone player. Good luck with that. That's all I have to say. Good luck with sending your franchise to the poorhouse because LeBron has left franchises in ruins when he's left them. It took Cleveland three, four years to recover and him to come back to be relevant again. Then, when he left Miami, lucky Pat Riley was there to fix the franchise. Then he goes back to Cleveland. Then when he left Cleveland again... Cleveland had to rebuild for a few years. Now, once he leaves the Lakers, Lakers are not going to have any legs to stand on. And this will be another franchise that he unintentionally ruined. Now, as far as Russ on the jazz, I would love to see that him in marketing. And I think Russ would go back to averaging 20, 10 and 10. He would be, Rejuvenated and well respected across the league again if he got the shot to go to Utah, depending on who is left over from the trade and what the Lakers receive. Since the uh, Jazz have struck gold. I believe that Westbrook would be perfect for this team and for what they ran. I mean, the Lakers have always had interest in Mike Conley. I mean, maybe you can um, swap him out. Not an even swap, of course, but, you know, I'm pretty sure the Lakers want more parts. Definitely want some picks. And the Utah Jazz definitely got some picks for them. I mean, Russ's contract is $41 million off the books. And Utah can hit free agency tough and maybe re-sign Russ to a cheaper deal. Very interesting. Um the Bucks the Milwaukee Bucks ended up locking up Paul George and Kawhi Leonard in their last meeting. I mean the perimeter defense from Drew Holiday and Wesley Matthews was very crucial. As they barely as they came back and ended up beating the Clippers 105 to 106 on Thursday. But it was the box scores for me. That had me like, whoa. Kawhi Leonard shot 7 of 26 and only had 17 points. Paul George shot 6 of 16. And only had 16 points. In my opinion, since George was shooting better than Leonard, I felt like he should have took a a few more shots. Because Leonard attempting 26 shots is ridiculous. When he's known for efficiency. Now, I do understand that players can have off nights. I get it. But come on. This was pretty good defense played by the Bucks, especially in the fourth quarter and on the last possession by West Matthews. Beyonce, Beyonce, Beyonce. Now I do understand that. Yo, those Beyonce tickets are crazy, dog. But Cuffit remix has been released. And Beyonce put a very dope twist on Twista Get It Wet. I mean, wetter. My bad, because wetter was supposed to be the sequel to Get It Wet. Both produced by the legendary Tracks, right? Beyonce put her foot into this remix. It's a very dope remix, in my opinion. I like it. It's definitely going to get play in the ride. Is very dope and entertaining, and I definitely love it. I give Beyonce her props when need be. segments a few more segments actually the la clippers may end up buying out john wall if they cannot find a deal for him what the fuck is going on with john wall from what i saw with john wall john wall had flashes of washington wizards john wall Now, according to ESPN, John Wall has spoken out on the Clippers. He has said that the Clippers need more guards that are knock-down shooters and not necessarily a point guard that dominates the ball and does point guard things. And I think John Wall and Russell Westbrook are cut from the same cloth as far as like point guard play. Like, John Wall is a traditional point guard. He drives, he kicks, he scores well at the basket. He's not a, a great jump shooter. And Wall feels like the Clippers need a guard like that. And it all I think it really comes down to his style of play as to why things haven't worked out in L.A. Because I thought Wall, uh, Kawhi, and PG, that would have been hard to stop I think it would have been better off if John Wall had went there in his prime or when he was still, like, worth two pennies. But they are possibly going to either trade him or buy him out. Remember I was having the talk last show about the buyout market? A lot of teams can use a, a John Wall type of guy. On their team moving on so there's a crazy Detroit rapper story going on in Detroit that I had to highlight this was very interesting so these three Detroit rappers went missing Now, I have no clue who they are. I just have their government names. I don't know their rap names. I don't know what they were famous for. Or maybe they were just underground rap niggas trying to break through. But this is according to Fox 2, right? In Michigan. Three bodies were found in Highland Park on Thursday, believed to be the rappers missing since a Detroit gig they were set to perform at was canceled nearly two weeks ago. Armani Kelly, Montoya Gibbons, and Dante Wicker are rappers who were slated to perform at Lounge 31 on Seven Mile near Gratiot on January 21st. However, the event was canceled. Police say three bodies found at an apartment near McNichols and Highland Park appeared to be the men. The bodies were found sometime around Thursday afternoon and police are still investigating. Police in Detroit, Warren, Maryland, Dale, and Oskota were all searching for the men. That's crazy. That's crazy as hell, boy. That's wild. That's a hell of a story. Last but totally not least, another year and a and yet another loaded. Most Improved Player Conversation. The Most Improved Player Conversation is a lot to be had. And these are some of the players that I would nominate for Most Improved Player. Christian Wood has definitely improved. Spencer Dinwiddie, Aaron Gordon, Tyrese Halliburton, Jalen Brunson, Bo Bo, De'Aaron Fox, James Harden, Drew Holiday, Pascal Siakam, Lori Markkinen, Jordan Clarkson, Christoph Porzingis, and Kyle Kuzma. Now, the dark horses of the category are obviously Bobo, um, Bo, Bo um, Drew Holiday, James Harden. Um, Jordan Clarkson and Christos Przingis. but my lead candidates for this definitely Dinwiddie, Gordon, Brunson, Siakam, and Kuzma. I think Tyrese Halliburton would be um a dark horse for that category as well. But the most improved player category is fully loaded this year. It's going crazy. Like I would love to hear y'all picks for uh, most improved player candidates. But that is my show for today. Thank you for checking me out. Thank you for fucking with me again. So soon. This is King Known Uncensored, Kyrie. Am I my brother's keeper? No, I'm not. And I'm out.